Hello, beautiful, and welcome to the podcast where we're moving the conversation forward about the choices you make in your daily life. I'm your host, Monica Cox, and I'm here right alongside of you, learning, growing, observing, and trying to make better choices consciously and subconsciously. Together, we're going to become better versions of ourselves and have raw, honest, open conversations about the things that truly affect our lives. And maybe, just maybe, finally get to a place where everyone else's BS doesn't trigger us. From my perspective, uh, and for everyone who knows you, we all know that you're an amazing writer, and uh, you you know you have that gift. And watching you not utilize it for so many years um, until maybe your awakening and like, hey, you know, this is a passion of mine. I've been given this gift. Um, what's your journey with that right now? With the, the tie-in of having this traumatic event choosing making the choice to become the man or become a man that maybe you were meant to be not the man you thought you were supposed to be and mm. taking the steps to um bring that into your life whether it just be a hobby or you know something you pursue in the future mm. yeah i mean and the writing is critical man like you know in terms of um recognizing uh the things that have helped me personally you know obviously i talked about the meditation uh you know communication and being open and talking about people and we can come back to that because that's you know was really key also in terms of that vulnerability but the writing was the third real pillar for me um and it was just the ability to start putting down how was i feeling so you know it's started very basically which was just being able to write exactly what I was going through um and then obviously that led on to the point of saying okay actually you know this is something not only does it make me happy uh, and, and it brings me joy but it's also something that is actually helping me process certain things um through that period of time you know, as I mentioned, I was still working a lot and have been working a lot. But, um, you know, after the pandemic, it really became apparent that, you know, now is the time for me to actually spend more time on, on the writing part. And as you know, I've decided to take time off to, you know, really focus full time on it and, and to get a bit more of a, a, a literal education uh, and, and study creative writing. It's another kind of step where, like when I made the decision, it was really more about like, I just want to write and want to do it. But, you know, as I've gone through it, the actual project, my thesis project that I'm doing in my master's is directly related to um, our story with Annabelle. Um, and the the academic part of, of kind of um, the, the project is also linking to doing research and understanding how writing say auto fiction actually helps people process trauma um mm. and, and you know doing so many or reading so many interesting studies around that and particularly when it comes to you know people who uh it could be war veterans it can be people who have you know had traumatic events happen to them 
uh, and, and people who have suffered loss, but this ability to write something almost from a third person perspective allows you to kind of assess what you've gone through in a completely different light. You know, you, you almost remove the ego out of it and you describe what's happening as opposed to living it yourself. And there's a lot of, um, yeah, research that's pointing towards that being incredibly beneficial to people. Uh, and I've certainly found that, you know, the story I'm writing isn't directly our story, but it's definitely uh, aligned to certain events. And there are things when I look back, you know, I'm able to go back to some of those traumatic memories. And, you know, when I was talking about fear before, those were the things that constantly derailed me. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you're sitting there, you hear a siren, boom, you're there. You know, like I'm in a meeting at work, someone says one word and that's a trigger. And then I'm back there. Um, meditation kind of helped me uh, deal in that moment. So, you know, maybe I didn't start spiraling, but it, through this writing that I've been doing now, it's also giving it much more context and it's given me the courage to start facing things that I, I didn't want to do. Um, you know, revisiting old places, you know, putting myself in situations where we were before. And um, whilst it's incredibly tough, uh, it feels so rewarding and it's also given me a closer connection back to Annabelle, which mm -hmm. is, you know, going back to finding meaning um, it is really, really meaningful. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know for me, I can look back at my journey and understand why every shitty thing happened. Right. Because it was again and again, <laughs> it was like, by the end of it, I was like, haven't I gone through enough? <laughs> like, what the hell? Um, yeah. even into motherhood, even after I succeeded, you know, getting into motherhood and just like stumbling yet again and just going like, Jesus, like, and being at a point now where you're still always learning, you're still always growing, but at the same time, looking back and going, ah, I understand that now. I understand why I had to go through that because this is what I learned from it. And this is how I can use that in my life. And I think that's where choices come in. Whether that's real or not, that's what I'm choosing to believe, right? Like everything happens for a reason or giving meaning to things. It's all a choice down to you. And when you choose to take these horrific times in your life and make meaningful meaning out of it, you start to create this beautiful life that honors the the past in the sense of whether or not you lost someone or you you know you lost a part of you like whatever it mm. is you're mm. honoring that and you're making um just a beautiful life not only for yourself and your family but for that loss mm. and i i agree and, and i think it's that thing around the choice of wanting to heal because and again it's one of the key key messages that I take out of, of meditation is, you know, it talks about what's your intention with the meditation. And my intention has always been to be a better person for those around me. Mm -hmm. um, and by taking that choice to heal, it, it, it enabled that and it enabled others around me to also understand more about what we were going through, you know, because that's the other thing, like the ego protects you at the beginning, but it also protects 
or, or it stops anyone else from being able to come in and support and help you. Um, Absolutely. And, you know, I, I've been able to have lots of conversations and people are like, fuck, you know, like, is that really what happened? And is that what you went through? And by doing that, it's also giving them an understanding of, you know, how it was and what we went through, but also, you know, they then are able to potentially share something themselves to, mm -hmm. to come, to come back. And, um, you, you know, there's, there's elements of that, I guess, building a shared knowledge around, you know, how did I navigate this? How are you navigating that? Yeah. And as, is that the communication piece that you were talking about? Like your kind of three pillars that you had was the meditation, the communication, and then the writing, um, being able to communicate with people that maybe have the shared experience and people who don't have the shared experience, that was a big part of the healing. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think, I think when it comes with some of this stuff, yeah, there's this element of self-protection where you don't want to share things, obviously in the certain situations, there's a fear of being judged. And I definitely had that. Um, there's a fear of, uh, people will just treat you differently or there will be just this constant air of pity. And I think, you know, that leads to feelings of like, I just want to run away when no one knows who I am and doesn't know that this thing happened to me. Um, so there were elements where I shared, you know, certain things, but it was very brief knowledge and it was very, you know, controlling, really wanting to control the message. And I think over time, it kind of ate away at me that I almost lived like a completely different life. I had relationships with people that didn't even know this thing happened to me. Um, and I was too afraid to say it, you know? And then when you've had a relationship with someone for a while and then you feel like, oh, it's gone on too long now. So I don't feel like I want to, you know, burden this on them. And, and yeah, I felt like that. I felt like it would be a burden at, at times. Um, but it was again, through this whole process of seeing what the right thing to do was. And I knew what the right thing was to do. Uh, and, and it was to share and it was to tell people this is what I go through. Um, the, the work thing was a big thing for me. And like I was, you know, managing a team of people and we were constantly talking about being open and sharing and, you know, we're doing all the corporate speak. And here I was holding this huge part of me. And it was at a period of time where I was struggling with my mental health um, and, I just got to a point where, okay, I'm really afraid of doing this and now I got to do it. Yeah. I remember hitting send on the email at midnight and firing that off and then having a very fitful sleep, uh, wondering what was going to happen the next day. And it was an amazing experience because I came out of uh, the, the train station and uh, one of my team saw me and just came up and gave me a massive hug uh, yeah. and just said, you know, I'm so proud of you having the courage to, to share that, you know, and then proceeded to tell me a story that was relevant to him as well. And, you know, for the rest of the day, it was exactly the same thing. Like everyone individually came up, you know, took some time with me to talk about it and to say, hey, you know, we understand and we're, we're here to support you as well. And it, it had nothing but positive uh yeah. yeah outcomes in that sense and 
I think for me, that was also like another watershed moment. And each time I keep pushing myself and it's been that for the last three to four years. And, and even doing this podcast is another example where, you know, having a feeling of anxiety and potentially talking about it and, and not knowing how it, it's going to go, it, it felt important um, to, to be able to start sharing how I've felt and how I feel and what are the, the steps that have been able to make me grow and also come to terms with what happened and realize that it's there's elements of it that has made me a better person. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for me, when I think about um, evolving, for lack of a better word, and sharing your evolution with the people around you, um, you kind of come to the terms of the people who are supposed to be there with you, even if they're not evolving at the same rate, are going to be around. And the ones who are like, nope, no good, <laughs> you know, they're just going to slowly fade away. And it's a very bittersweet thing, right? Because, you know, sometimes we're talking multiple decade relationships or family members. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't think it's a bad thing, right? Like, um, are you going to keep yourself the same to, you know, please everyone? Or are you going to, you know, rise to the person that you were truly just meant to be here on earth and be surrounded by the people that are on this journey with you. But it's a very scary thing, um, especially when you're married <laughs> and, you know, those long-term relationships, you're like, I know for me, that was a huge fear of like when I started getting into this, because as you know, my husband <laughs> like is very mm -hmm. scientific and it's just like, you are on the woo terrain. And that was a big fear I had to get over. Has there, as a man, is that a big thing for you and your relationships, even just like friendship wise of like, wow, are, how are people going to receive me? Um, I think maybe initially, um, I think it's been more of I guess the way that I've gone about it is to build up how much I've shared, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you know me, I'm, I'm a little bit strategic, but it, it, it has been more like that. And I think I've almost brought like a lot of, you know, my very, very close friends. Uh, I haven't overwhelmed them in, yeah. in a sense. Um, you know, there is this thing of, like we said before, around guys and, and talking and, being put on the spot to share their feelings but unequivocally when I've been able to share and the things that I've learned you know I always say to my friends ask the second question you know because we always say how you doing and everyone says I'm good <laughs> um, particularly guys uh, and I always ask the second question which I, it can be a variety of different questions but the second question to me is really like, no, I'm here, man. You know, I'm present and I'm interested in how you are and how you feel. And I think it's been a positive thing for, for all of my friends in that sense. I, I, there hasn't been anyone that I, I think has felt, you know, uncomfortable to the point of not wanting to be around me. Um, I've always been a bit different anyway, so maybe that helps. But um <laughs> I think they recognize where I'm coming from and they recognize the journey that I've been. And again, you know, thinking about this meaning thing, if 
I hadn't gone through this trauma, um, maybe they wouldn't have the same kind of understanding for the messages that I'm talking about. Um, and, and maybe the messages that I'm giving them wouldn't resonate as much. So there, there is that aspect to it as well. Um, there, there's certainly people that, you know, if you give them a little bit too much too quickly, they're going to recoil a little bit maybe um, you know particularly with some of the stuff I'm starting to get more interested in but I think you know following the same approach uh, and, and being able to share uh, of what we've gone through uh, has certainly helped that and, and it can be as simple as starting to talk about Annabelle you know mm -hmm. talking more and saying her name so that other people felt okay to say her name and to ask us how it was um, yeah taking that first step in that sense. And again, these are one of these things that when I'm talking to other people who have gone through loss, it's important to keep saying that person's name and it's important to uh, not be afraid to ask them how they feel about those things. And, and I, yeah, by and large, when I have opened up, I've only ever really experienced positive things because I think, and it's the same with guys, everyone wants to unburden themselves at a certain point, right? Like everyone gets that physical release when you say the thing you've been thinking and you don't want to say. Uh, there's like an endorphins related to, to, to that, particularly when you walk around and potentially there's things that people haven't said for you know decades. Um, so I think being an enabler for people to feel safe and comfortable to be able to say that stuff uh, it is something that I try to do. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's that, you know, the body keeps score and now, you know, I'm sure the things you're diving into is the things I'm diving into is that, you know, that these emotions get stuck. And when you become hyper aware of how your body reacts to things, you'll get like, for me, it's like the heavy chest, right? Like it will get, it will get heavier and heavier and heavier until I'm, I finally listen, like, okay, <laughs> like something's going on. I need to release mm. it. Maybe I need to discover what it is in the first place. Mm. Um, but these emotions stay with us in your journey too. Now, do you recognize, um, you know, the quote unquote bad habits that you had or personality traits that you can look back on? And now can you see them as defense mechanisms that you built up from childhood and just lived experience and maybe you know and you know the way your father was raised by his father and all that kind of stuff are do you see that link now uh it's a good question I, i've always had a pretty strong relationship with my dad in terms of being open and talking about stuff um i have always been a talker so i think that there is an element of that even you know, as a child, bringing that out with, with conversations with my dad. Um, I think there's definitely the part of you can solve anything, you know, you can do anything. Uh, that that definitely comes through, you know, from childhood. And now that's not necessarily a bad message. That's, you know, like a positive kind of affirmation in the sense of you can be whatever you want to be. Um, I guess that becomes if it becomes unchecked to a certain point, then yeah, it, it does become a negative behavior. You know, I certainly look back on 
some of the things I did, uh, you know, at, at work and, you know, in some of those environments where the, the way that, you know, I was taught this is how you got things done. Uh, and that definitely potentially caused, you know, a, a, an element of harm to some people and, you know, definitely not really proud of that. Um, so definitely there is an element of reflection. Um, you know, there's certain things that in your teenage years and early 20s of course man you know like the kind of disregard for other people's feelings um you know putting yourself centric in pretty much every narrative uh definitely you know cause some people harm and you know you feel bad about that but equally you know that was a space and time where you know a lot of it was unconscious I would say um, yeah yeah. Well, what I um, what I say is that the way you show up to a traumatic event or a hard time in your life is the way you've been patterned, right? The way you've been running. And mm. so when you, you know, do the the work or when you have that inner peace or that enlightenment, whatever it is, when a traumatic event happens, you don't sit in that black deep hole for so long and you mm. don't spiral out. So when, you know, I'm dealing with my clients who are dealing with fertility issues and they're struggling with being type A or like controlling or anything like mm. that, I don't even focus around the fertility. I'm like, let's go back to the past because mm. you're just showing up how you know to show up mm. and where can we um, support that and make better choices, make better habits, make better subconscious beliefs mm. that is running the conscious world around us hmm. and and for me like you know that concept of awareness again which was really driven through meditation it wasn't just about understanding my body and understanding my thoughts and how I felt about things it was also understanding the impact I had on other people mm -hmm. um, and you know how I show up and how my mood is and how my body language is and you know, what impact is that going to have uh, on people? And, you know, you take it further now, obviously, with how you parent your kids, uh, you know, and being aware of that and being aware of what kind of, you know, that behavior. And, you know, there's elements of growing up where, you know, like we mentioned before, there was that physicality. That That's just how it was. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, that, that kind of aggressive mindset or the ability to be dominant was rewarded. Yeah. um and and like i say it was certainly rewarded in the workplace um but equally now you know you recognize that there's toxic elements of that that the impacts are you know far outweigh any benefits that come you know from 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 being able to operate in that way so for sure that there's things like that that the awareness now just yeah, it, it kind of allows you to not, not, you don't always catch yourself. And that, you know, that's something that to make very, very clear, like there's no way that I moderate my behavior, <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, it's more about the, the benefit that I see um, is more about having the ability to say I'm wrong and I was wrong. And I recognize that I did something there that caused you to feel uncomfortable or you know not to feel safe and um the acknowledgement of that you know is 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 the key thing for me and and also being able to then explain that the intent wasn't there you know i think intent yeah. is 
is key in a lot of areas. We can feel like people are harming us. And, and it's the same when I feel, you know, if, if people, I, I feel like, you know, you've been wronged or whatever, you know, I now have the ability to step outside and say, well, okay, but, you know, what was maybe driving them to, to do that? Did they have a bad day? You know, have they had something that's happened to them? You know, have they felt threatened in a certain way? And then therefore they're lashing out here. And that compassion and understanding enables you to loop back and then have a conversation with that person as well and say, hey, how's it going? Um, so yeah, there's, there's a number of benefits from having that awareness. Like I say, it's never like, you know, catch yourself in the moment and stop yourself from being a dick, but um, it's definitely helps you uh, close the loop very quickly on it, which I think in any relationships and, you know, I can say with, you know, my wife, you know, it's just creates a much more loving relationship, you know, because you're not holding on to things. Um, you know, I think in the past, when we were both kind of, you know, going through our own journeys of recovery, you would hold on to stuff because, you know, that ego wanted to protect you. Whereas now it's, you know, we, we both have the ability to, you know, very quickly say, you know what, I did something wrong there. Um, you know, let's talk about it. Let's understand why I did that. And, you know, let's park it and move on. Uh, yeah. And, you know, as you said about that tightness in your chest, like, you know, that release is, is something you know, that is, is pretty cool. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, your reality becomes so different with everything around you. Like, and even people who maybe you're not in close relationships that you can have heart to hearts and work things out, the way you show up is going to um, affect the way they react to you. Um, and I think that is such a superpower, you know, like we all want these like superpowers when we're younger, if you can realize that and work on it, right, because it doesn't happen overnight, um, your whole reality shifts quite quickly when you're able to show up more as your authentic self, right, more of the person that I think all of us are born to be, and it just happens that we get born with some luggage and some society bullshit <laughs> just kind of like messes, yeah. messes us up. Um, and it's our job as adults, if we choose to do so, to unpack and learn different ways. Um, is there any kind of advice for people who are in the thick of it right now? Um, like we already said that, you know, sometimes it's just the message that the way it's delivered, you're gonna hear what you want to hear when the timing's right. Um, but if there was like a piece of nugget, like a, a knowledge that you would want had like been given to you during that time, what would it be? Uh, yeah, it's a good question. <sighs> I mean, obviously every situation is different and, and it can be complex. I think, I think it's important to impart hope. Um, I, I think it's very difficult when you're in, you know, a very close uh, from a traumatic event that you just don't feel like you will ever feel different. Um, I, I think hearing stories from people that have gone through something similar and that there is, you know, a possibility and hope. I, I think that's in a really, really important message. Um, I, I know I didn't really get that at the time and, and that would have been really important. Um, I, I, I think 
for someone who has just recently experienced it, that would be it. Um, the main thing that I always say, you know, to people who are going through stuff is don't lose your good memories, you know, pair your good memories with your bad ones. Mm -hmm. um, because it's very easy for your mind to go very quickly to the bad memories when those things have happened and the anger and, you know, all of those things that you're holding on to after an event has happened, but you very quickly lose the good things that happened as well, you know, mm -hmm. with that person. Um, and that's something that I, you know, it, it was a, a little trick that I, you know, quickly learned was that if I had a very bad, you know, flashback, I would work really hard to, to pair it with something positive, you know, like a nice memory that I had um, with Annabelle, whether it was, you know, holding her and dancing or whether it was, you know, out walking with her, um, you know, or sitting in a park, you know, and that to me very quickly started to just shift those experiences when I had that flashback it wasn't something that I would sit there and dread you know mm -hmm. uh, and and constantly steer away from because sitting within those memories I think is an important part of healing and it's very difficult if all of those memories are bad um, yeah. so being able to to kind of pair and you know having almost having a, a cache you know it's like this mental Rolodex or <laughs> mental Instagram um of not just swiping on the bad stuff um, and, and being able to bring those in. That, that would be a couple of things. Um, depending on where you are on the journey, I think, you know, it, it is that point of like, yeah, you, you've got to want to heal. Um, you, it, it's so important. You, you've really got to want to heal because it won't happen unless you do it, you know. And there's so much, man, like, you know, doing this literature course that I'm doing and you go back through all of what we suffer from and how we feel. People have been struggling with this stuff for thousands and thousands of years. Um, and, and there is so much good advice out there. Um, and for me, you know, like everyone finds stuff that resonates for themselves. But, you know, the, this concept, you know, that the existentialist had, which was around, you know, you've got to kind of make yourself you've got to take that 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 responsibility um obviously you need support to do that but i think it starts with you but like i say that's much further on if something's happened at the beginning then yeah maybe hope yeah uh there's a great book called how we change and he talks about how hope is the driver of change you have to be hopeful that today's going to be a better day to get out of bed right so you have mm. to hold on to that hope that there is something different, maybe something better in the future, because if you didn't have that, then yeah, why would you, why would you want, yeah, like get out of bed? Um, mm. I think hope is, is crucial to any journey. Um, and just some last remarks on being the dad, right? Because in a fertility family journey, uh, there's different roles. I don't care what society thinks that it's equal. It's fucking not, right? <laughs> there are different roles, which I think you get to choose your roles, right? They don't have to be black and white, um, you know, mother, father type of roles. But um, in your experience as the father in this family, um, what do you think uh, would be 
you know, another nugget of knowledge to know as the dad, either for other dads or other moms, from your point of view of navigating this family journey? Hmm. Uh, I mean, it, I, I guess initially my mind goes immediately to just that concept of being present, I think, you know, like, it, it, and not hiding away from those difficult conversations. I think that's one of the things that it's taught me, um, you know, and, and there's a school of thought around potentially protecting kids and, um, you know, letting them be kids. Uh, and, and there's obviously a balance in, in what I'm saying, but for me, it's being, been really open with my kids um, around how I feel that at times I don't feel good. And so I recognize if they don't feel good, I can empathize with that, you know, um, mm. but really putting myself in the situation of being as vulnerable to them as I, you know, am to my wife, as I am to, you know, my friends and not trying to have this persona as being perfect. I think we can sometimes feel like that. We have to role model every single behavior that is perfect for our kids and never let them know that we're struggling and, and so on. And for me, that is something that I've definitely taken out of this is that I want to be really open with my kids. I want them to understand that, you know, I'm definitely not perfect. I've made a lot of mistakes, um, but equally that the space where we create or the space that we create as a family is a safe one for them to be able to say how they feel. And mm -hmm. um, if they're struggling or if they're sad or if they're happy, then all of those feelings are equally as valid. You know, we, we don't have to hide that we're not feeling good. Um, so that would definitely be one kind of, you know, behavior that I definitely try and model uh, with myself. Yeah, I, I think that is crucial especially coming from a man's point of view, because there is a, a societal, you know, tendency to block all emotion. And, you know, bad emotions aren't welcomed, leave them at the door. And that's just not reality. And it's, it's never going to be reality, you're going to hit 80, and you're going to feel like, you know, have bad days. And when we recognize that, I think it makes it more harmonious moving through life instead of trying to you know and and i think that contributes to the whole ego problem too right of like well i can do it by myself i you know i don't need that i don't need this i never saw my dad do it you know like how many people can say they saw their dad cry you know probably only yeah. a small handful of people yeah. um so i think it's really important um that that is known for for the sons and the daughters out there and i, I do think that um it supports masculinity you know more so brad it's always a pleasure i usually say i i link like where you are on social media but you will not find brad on like anywhere on the internet if you ever have something that comes up i will link it but thank you so much for you know showing up being raw and vulnerable and you know just sharing your experiences with the choices that you've made um in your life Thank you so much for yeah having the conversation. It, it's uh, it's meant a lot, um, and yeah, I'm really enjoying listening to all the other conversations uh, and the different viewpoints. It's really healthy to get so many different ideas. I think uh, <laughs> absolutely, and there are some wild ones on this podcast for sure. And yeah. um, if you ever want to come back and talk about anything else that you're diving into, um, the door is always open. 
Thank you so much again for joining us here on Choices. You can go ahead and leave a five-star review because we're all friends here. But if you really want to move the conversation forward, please connect with us on our social media accounts, which you can find the links below. Have a beautiful week and we'll see you next time here.